shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Yes, for the samples, because seasonal allergies are no joke in the state of Tennessee. Or Kentucky, where I spend the summers at Hopetown. I spend most of the summer outdoors and could not function without allergy relief. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. You just described my exact state in waking up minus the need for coffee. (laughs) I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can be outside with the kids at camp without my eyes watering like a fountain, and I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. But at Hopetown, a frog could jump into your boat or your bed, (laughs) and Claritin can't really help with that. That's true, but they've got allergies covered. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we are so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. Hey there, Sissy Goff. Don't we have an important reminder for our podcast listeners? We sure do. Have you gotten your tickets for the Raising Boys and Girls podcast tour? This tour means we're going to be able to connect face-to-face with you all, and we could not be more excited about that. We wish we could come right to all of you, but for now, we're hitting four cities on the tour in August. Grab tickets at raisingboysandgirls.com slash tour, or check our show notes for a direct link to the tickets. We are beyond excited to meet you all in person, talk about developing healthy and nurturing relationships with our children, and have some fun together. This tour is going to be a fantastic opportunity to connect and create a community of parents who are dedicated to raising healthy and hopeful boys and girls. So make sure to mark your calendars, invite your friends, and go right now to raisingboysandgirls.com tour. Thank you all for your support and for being part of this incredible journey with us. We truly can't wait to meet you all on the Raising Boys and Girls podcast tour. Today's guests are so fun because they are part of our That Sounds Fun network family. John McLaughlin is one half of the hilarious Dadville podcast, which he hosts with Dave Barnes, but you may also know John as a singer-songwriter who performed on screen the song So Close in the Disney film Enchanted. We're so thrilled to have John and his amazing wife Amy on the show to talk about parenting, music, and life. Y'all, we're so excited to get to sit down with the two of Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, y'all don't even know, but we have been talking about it for... I don't even know how long. This has a been a, a long time. Oh, at least we've been talking about wanting to get you You all here. said no so many times, and we just kept at <laughs> well, the it. Budget, like, they'll eventually the give in. The reach a year ago. And you guys have been saving and saving and saving. We so and finally... <laughs> Finally, we saved up our pennies and we could get you. So thank you. Yeah, right. We're so honored. Oh, us too. We are so honored. Yes. Okay, and we're going to jump in. And I'm going to have to read the first question because I don't even know how to keep up with all the accolades that this guy has. So I thought you were going to do this part later, so I don't have to sit through it. No, no. There's so many things we want to talk to you about because so many things that you all have been a part of. 
Parenting, obviously, music, Dadville, and you made an appearance in the movie Enchanted, from which I just learned because you performed a song and the song was nominated for an Oscar. Yes. Yes. And then y'all yes. got to go. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Tell we them who you go. came in the red carpet between. Uh, we were right between George Clooney and Steve Carell. And it was Stop amazing. It. That is Stop incredible. Yeah. Yep. Amy was on George Clooney's side, and then I switched with her. I was like, I'm going to be on this side. <laughs> I was like, no, I this is the perfect side. I between you and George. <laughs> I, I said I felt good right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was in, it was incredible. The whole experience. I mean, t- tell them about how, like, we were on the rock boat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were – so we were doing in, – in January, I was on this – cruise called the rock boat that they do every year so you're on this cruise for like five days or something like that and and i don't know how it is now but back then you didn't have any cell service or wi-fi or anything like that so we got we docked at the end of the cruise and i'm i turned my phone on and i'm seeing all these emails from my label there's like you know 45 emails back and forth about the Oscars. I don't even know. I can't remember if we knew that it had been no. nominated. I don't wow. think we did. So I think in that email wow. thread, I'm like, oh, the song got nominated. That's amazing. Like, and then it's and then it's like, you know, is it can he perform? Do they want him to perform? Is it is he going? Ah, it's looking like maybe it's not. And I'm like reading through and I'm like, oh. And then it's like, no, 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 they do want him to perform. You know, when do they need to be there? There's like so many emotions wow. happening <laughs> in this one little email thread. And so we went like a week before. Honestly, one of the best parts was being there for a whole week. And every day in the afternoon, I would go to the Dolby Theater and rehearse. That's Full great. Full orchestra. Wow. It, it was amazing. And I just got to run the song as many times mm. as I wanted to run the song. You know, obviously there's no, one's, no one in the seats, but they have gigantic like four foot headshots in every seat of everyone who's going to sit wherever they're going to sit. So like Tom Cruise has a, there's a gigantic Tom Cruise head right there. And and (laughs) as I'm all throughout the week, as I'm like on stage performing the song, I'm looking out and I'm sort of like, you know, getting a lay of the land. So the night of, I don't look out and, you know, see Jack Nicholson or something like that. And then just freeze, you know? So that was very helpful. That's I feel like they did that just for me. <laughs> I did. am more nervous speaking if I know people in the room. Oh, like yeah. even when y'all yeah. came to the J T. Moore, yes, oh. it makes instead of me feeling like, oh, there's my friend, I just feel more nervous. I can't Same. even imagine Same. looking out and seeing all those people. Yeah. Well, and I don't know Jack Nicholson. Like I wouldn't call him a friend. He's more <laughs> of an acquaintance. <laughs> so I wasn't sure. as nervous. Sure. sure. No, but I I feel the exact same way when I'm. If if I go to like I played in Sacramento a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, I don't know anybody in Sacramento, really. right? It's like it's fun. It's sure. like there's no there's some kind of faux sense of security there mm-hmm. because I don't know anybody mm-hmm. personally. But then like you know a couple of nights later in L.A., you got friends there, and so you're just filtering everything that you're saying or playing through mm-hmm. their eyes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, it can exactly. be kind of a little minefield. Yes. Yeah. We need so. to come see you play sometime. No, no, no. It'll shows. make me nervous. Oh, we won't tell you. We'll just yes, tell okay. you after. Yeah, come yeah. to Sacramento. Sit in the back. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got way off track, but it's so yeah. interesting to hear y'all talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you are definitely our first guest who has ever been a part of a song that was nominated for an Oscar. Is that how okay. I say that correctly? Yes. Who's yeah. performed a song that was nominated yes. for an yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we'd love to hear a little bit more about y'all and about your family. Yeah. And- so we have two girls. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, we've been married for almost, I don't know when this April is going to come 8th. out. April, April 8th. 2006. Years. Yeah, 17 years. Wow. Yeah. It'll come wow, out in summer, too. so y'all will officially Seven? have been married. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll, we'll almost be married for 18 years. Wow. And <laughs> um, been together for almost 20 years. Wow. We have two girls. We had our first after we were married six years. Mm-hmm. Almost like we found out on April 8th. Wow. I guess how many, yeah. what year was that? That would have been 2012. 2012, yeah. 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 Um, so it was like by the time she was born, it was seven years. I forget. Yeah. But we were like, yeah. oh, we're so thankful we had all that time, just the two of us. And I went on the road Aww. for those first 
six, six years. Seven years, yeah. Wow. Um, and that was such Amy an amazing like experience. In the van with a bunch of smelly boys in the bus. And I loved for her. For years, and she loved it. Because they were like the my best. brothers, and sure. it was like a family, and their yeah. wives came out too, and it was it was just such a a fun, fun time that mm-hmm. we, we were like, <clears throat> we can look back now and be like, oh, we shared all of that experience mm-hmm. together because it's a different experience mm-hmm. being married to someone on the road. Um, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, and so now we live here in Nashville. We have a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, both girls, and I still tour. When Luca, our oldest, was born, Amy, you know, stopped coming on the road for the most part. We've had a couple one-offs here and there. But, um, yeah. So I still tour. I do a podcast with Mr. Dave Barnes. and That we love. That all three of you have been on many (laughs) times. Yep, that we love. Yeah. And we're just in the thick of parenting, and we are just doing it. Yeah, we are in the thick of parenting. Two girls. Yeah. If there is a part of parenting that is the thickest, that's the part we're in right now. <laughs> I hope. That's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hope, man. Yeah. I met with a mom one time mm. of two girls, and she said, I think they were twins, and she said, I'm going to make up what their names are, but like yeah. their names are Catherine and Elizabeth, and she said, but around our house, we call them trauma and drama. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh not gosh. that your two are trauma and drama, but <laughs> that is trauma perfect. And drama. That's perfect. Ugh. Okay, yeah. we're not alone. <laughs> no, we have drama and drama, and then we feel trauma. <laughs> there we go. That's good. They're twins. That's drama. the equation yeah. you're working with. <laughs> They're twins, yeah. Well, you two, before we jump in the deep end of parenting, mm-hmm. we would love to camp out for a minute longer thinking about music. And, mm-hmm. and John, first ask you just, you obviously shared a huge moment a few minutes ago, but do you have another just favorite moment of your musical career? Um, I mean, I have, I have tons of moments. I mean, like, honestly, the, the Academy Awards and, you know, there, there are sort of like the moments that you put on paper, like the Academy Awards opening for Adele and Billy Joel and all these sort of moments that, that are, they are great, Mm. but the best moments are... I played a show in Philadelphia back in like 2018, I want to say, 2019, that there was nothing uh, on the surface, like ostensibly special, quote unquote, about that show. It was just a one of those moments where I remember being on stage in Philadelphia thinking like, this is just, I couldn't have been more present in the moment mm. and just so grateful it's, I just love playing music more than ever. I'm 40 years old now, and I I love it more and more and more. Mm. Wow. And so, but, you know, you have shows where, like you were saying, Sissy, where, like, there's someone in the crowd, and maybe you're in your head a little bit more that night. And, you know, I mean, the amount of thoughts that can happen in my head in any given song, I, I could be as far away from that moment as you can get. But then you have some nights, like in Philly, a couple years ago, where you're just so in the moment and you're Mm. just so... So those are really like the best moments, you know, Mm -hmm. just random shows. Like my first symphony show with the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra 10 years ago, that was one of those moments where you just just can't believe that this is... That I get to do this. Mm. This is what I get to do. And he's so, so good. I mean... Mm. You guys have to see him because him live, it, he's, it's like this is what he was born to do. It's like mm. he's such an entertainer. He's so gifted. He's so good at the banter. I mean, it's all of it, as you, mm. as you can sure t- tell. Sure. But, like, it is, like, truly what he's made to do. We're jumping ahead, Sweet. but how do they find you? If people want to come find you on mm. the road. Mm. Uh, my website is johnmcl.com. J-O-N-M-C-L.com. Because there is a John McLaughlin with an H. No. That is a famous jazz. It's like a legendary really? guitar. So wow. we always say the John with no H. The John yeah. with no H. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to get on one. and look when y'all leave. Okay. And you should feel better there's another Dave Thomas. 
Oh, that's <laughs> right. You know the struggle. <laughs> I do know, the, you know struggle. the struggle. Yeah. There, yeah. there have been times at shows, because I used to like sell the t-shirts, that people would come back and be like, well, this isn't the John. Oh, one time in Chicago, they were both playing. No. In Chicago. Yeah. No. And Same night. Some went to his concert. And they're so different. But I remember being yeah. like, I'm sorry. I think you'll still really like it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, in the beginning, that those were the only people that came. <laughs> I played in Memphis one time. It was my first time ever playing in Memphis. High Tone Cafe, 03. And only one person came. Mm. And it was a guy who thought that it was the other John McLaughlin. <laughs> and he stayed for a couple songs. He was nice. And then he left. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man. Okay. Well, so we mentioned this already, but you've both been a part of hosting one of our very favorite podcasts, Dadville, mm-hmm. and would love to hear what that's been like for you, what you've learned and enjoyed about it. And Amy, you're not off the hook. You have to talk about it too. I know. Yeah. Because you've hosted at least one episode. Yeah. You're you're my only. I am. Yeah. Oh, that's my so only, fun. Yes. The only and the best. That was such an honor. When that was you that so fun. Was so We're going to do it a lot more. <laughs> Yeah. Can't wait. Dave and I are hoping to just phase ourselves out. It's just us. <laughs> well, let me say what I love. Okay, I love, love when they when it was Dave's idea and he asked John to do it. I'm like, this is amazing. I mean, just to get to hear from other dads and like not feeling alone and, you know, like we're all in this together and we can learn from each other. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. You know, and I feel like all of the people that have been on, you're like, man, like they're all so different, but they're all so cool and like mm. and have great stories and we can learn from them and I can, you know, it helps me be a better mom and you know, for sure, like mm-hmm. you come home with all these nuggets of wisdom and I'd love learning from people and I think it's such a great way to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that it's just been a fun another outlet for you and for us. Like yeah. Separate from music, but also with music. It's just been a really cool thing. And to do it with friends, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you both have been, have contributed, well, all three of you have contributed to what you're referring to. Right. Those wisdom nuggets. Right. I mean, I think the number one thing, because we, we have done, I think, a hundred and, I don't know, we're in the 120s or something like wow. that, episodes. And my little brain can only hold a couple things, mm-hmm. you know. So, I one of the one of the very first episodes that we did was with Stephen James, hmm. and at that time, I had just gone to my first like dad's meeting at our school where our girls go, and I remember I went with one of my daughters and. It's like all the kids are going to go out to the field and play and the dads are going to sit over here and have this meeting. And the whole time I'm looking over and watching my daughter because I am I want to see if she's playing with the other kids and like, is she being sure. bullied? Is she like, by, you know, and she was by herself the whole time. Mm. She's just like playing with a leaf, you know, she's totally fine. <laughs> she's not, there was nothing. She's having a great time. But the whole time I'm worried I'm like, this, is she not, are we not socializing her enough? Is she being mean to the other kid? Like, what's happening? And I remember telling that story to Stephen James on the on the podcast, and he was like, that is 100% your baggage that you are bringing to this scenario. <laughs> she's fine. It's your thing that you're dealing with that you're like, oh, she's, she's not X. And that was the first and maybe one of the biggest lenses that I was given to see my own parenting mm. through. That's a really helpful kind of tangible thing to to look, sort of like examine how I'm approaching any given situation. I sort of first sort of check that box. Like, is this my issue? And most of the time it, it is. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. We also were talking about Miles at Cox oh, yeah, talking yeah. about, it's not about the rip, it's about the repair. Mm. And yeah. so I, I think that. that takes off some of the like. That's yes. a real useful one. And yeah. the one that you were saying, Sissy, about don't let your kids be the first with technology, but don't let them be the last. You know, mm. I think just all these little like sound mm-hmm. bites that you're mm. like, okay, okay, you know. Yeah. And how lucky are we that we're getting all those oh, little, I know. little That's how we feel too. nuggets. I know. With folks like yeah. you, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Will you wait? What? T- sorry, tell no, them. tell it. Tell them about uh, on the road how so many people have come oh, up yeah, to you. Yeah. Well, Dave and I constantly text each other, and we we laugh about how now since we've had the podcast, whenever people stop us or at a show, come up and say, you know, we're it's always great when someone's like, oh, I love your song or I love your piano playing or whatever. But now when they come up and they mention the podcast or they say, just the other day we were getting coffee and the the barista who we had sort of, you know, we don't know this person, but we've seen him many times now. And he's he was like, I listen to the podcast all the time. I didn't even know that was you Aww. until I like looked up the picture of what you guys look like. That means so much. Mm. For so, like for some reason it means more than anything else. I don't mm. know if it's because it it's feels more intimate or or it Or we know how hard parenting is and so when they're like that helped, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Like this unifying, like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're in the trenches together. Yeah. 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 Mm. David, you know we approach counseling differently based on a child's unique situation and needs. We do. There is no one-size-fits-all approach to meeting the emotional and spiritual needs of our kids. The same goes for kids and their education. That's why I love the mission of Ethos School. As a Christian online school, Ethos understands the responsibility parents feel to ensure their child develops academically, socially, and spiritually. If you're looking for specific classes, such as Biblical Greek, AP Physics, or Computer Coding, or maybe you're a homeschool family looking for a new curriculum for the upcoming school year. Ethos partners with parents to shape their children as whole people, offering over 100 relational, high-quality online courses for 4th to 12th grade students, including multiple world language, math, dual credit, and advanced placement options, plus weekly time with a live teacher and classmates. At Ethos, you can choose either a single course or a full course schedule for your student. When you visit ethosschool.org rbg, Ethos will waive your $95 enrollment fee, plus they are offering each of our podcast listeners a complimentary academic counseling session to plan out your child's academic journey. What a great time to check out Ethos School. Again, Ethos is waiving that $95 enrollment fee. So visit ethoschool.org slash RBG or check out the show notes to start planning your child's educational journey with an Ethos academic counselor. Sissy. Have you been using your simple, modern spirit wine tumbler up at the lake this summer? Yes, I have, but not during camp. <laughs> it keeps my drinks cold for hours. It's the perfect cup to take out on the boat. Connie told me you are loving your simple, modern cocktail shaker. I am. It is a great addition to my weekend grill routine. It works great and looks great, too. It's no wonder Simple Modern is one of the top drinkware providers for Target, Walmart, and Amazon. I've seen their Trek tumbler all over the place. It holds 40 ounces and has a handle. I love a cup with a handle. They are the perfect brand for everything you need for summer, at the lake or just grilling out at home. David, did you know they also have a ton of back-to-school products as well? Backpacks, lunch bags with designs from partners like Disney, Marvel, and more. I know some kids who'd get super excited about those. I love that Simple Modern gives 10% of their profits to organizations that are committed to causes like education and helping underprivileged communities. It's a bonus when companies with amazing products also care about the things you care about. Every time I drink from my spirit wine tumbler, I can think about all the good they're doing. Go to www.simplemodern.com rbg And by sharing your email, you'll get a unique discount code just for you or bundle and save for back to school. This may very well become your go-to brand for your family. Go to www.simplemodern.com slash RBG. Well, you all to that, I mm. was going to say, 
you cannot know how often we are signing books at a book table and people come up and say, oh, Dadville. To over, and over, over and over. Oh, yes. we're doing Dadville. Yes. <clears throat> oh, I love that. I was just in Atlanta and a woman bought a book for her husband and was like, will you sign it, the mayor of Dadville? No. And I was like, oh, yes. that's so Because no. he loves it. And that's so and great. It's so fun for us, not just because we love you all so much, but for the very reasons you're naming. Like, I just mm. think... I could not be more excited mm. to think about how many men are thinking about yes. being fathers yes. mm-hmm. more than ever because you two are so funny. You are so engaging. You mm. weave in this really thoughtful content and allow them to laugh and learn at the same time. And I'm just so grateful you all do that. So oh, that's great. cannot that's thank you all kind. enough. Yeah, it's so fun. And we so talk, and then if they don't say it, then we say, you need to listen to that. But we say <laughs> yes, that all the time. We do from the say stage. that all the time. Yeah, so we'll get you guys you a poster that? that you can travel with. <laughs> if you could, we would love that. We would love yes. it, and we would take Perfect. it with T-shirts with your faces. Yeah. 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 Okay, as we keep thinking about music, about podcasting, Amy, I want to ask you, what would you say is something fun about being married to a creative? Mm-hmm. And what would you say is something that is challenging mm-hmm. or unique? Um, you can only say one. <laughs> We've turned his mic off for as long as you want, okay? I, I mean, if you know me, and I don't want to sound corny, but I, I have the best husband. Mm. I feel like he is, I mean, I could go on and on. He is so helpful, so engaging, so, like, makes me feel like, you know, when he's on the road that my job's harder at home. Like, he's just mm. so good at seeing me, you know, Mm. and as a mom and as a woman. And I feel like, I don't know if it's his being a creative, but he's so good. I think Enneagram 4, like making those moments special, like Mm. driving in the car, cooking, like he wants to make every moment special. And so I feel like I get to be, to benefit from that, like, um, driving, even driving the car and listening to music, he's just wants it to be an experience. Mm. And so I feel like that is something that I'm like, that's who God made you to be. And I get to benefit from that. But he's, I mean, I could go on and on about, and if you know John, everyone would say the same thing too. He's, he's just the best. And I don't know if it's creative or just who who he is, but dad, husband, he's just the best. The, I love this. <laughs> The challenging, I mean, just with any marriage is we see things differently. And so just working through those those issues of like, we, we always joke about when we would get into a fight, he would take ages to get over it. Mm. And I am like- Amy is like- Let's snuggle. 10 I'm minutes like, <laughs> later, she's like, do you want to snuggle? I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> but I am like, no. I got it off my chest. Like, mm. I love you. Like- Let's go snuggle, and he's like, "No, like it would take it would take him days, days. when we were first together, and now he's much better." Just I'm me. like a day and a half now. <laughs> now you're like a full day, <laughs> but just that, just like knowing, like he, you know, because he cares. Mm-hmm. When I come at him with like, "I'm mad that you did this," it's not just like, "Well, whatever." He's like taking it to heart, like deeply, it, sure. he feels that, mm-hmm. and so where I'm like, "Yeah, I said that," but I'm just. It's not a big deal. Well, it could be something like, I didn't like your tone when you said or whatever. And then I'm immediately like, well, are we even communicating to each other? You know, I go like <laughs> deep. as deep as you can possibly go. And mm. Amy's like, calm down. I just said, you know. Yeah. So so the mm. learning, again, I don't know if it's your foreness or whatever, but that that is something that is different than how I operate. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And again, I love that you feel deeply. It's just... Just not all the time when I'm trying to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what number you are, Amy. I'm a two or a six. A two or a six? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm a two. I think you're a two. I think we need to drop. I know, but that's what part. I will, that's all I will say. Move past it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a years long journey. Years, years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But my sister, and I, she has gone into a lot of training with Enneagram, and she's like, I think you're a two and you have some anxiety issues. I'm like, okay. I think most people with some anxiety issues, we talk about this a lot, mm-hmm. identify as a six at some point in their life. Yeah. 
that's interesting. But as a kid, I wasn't. Mm. I was never a warrior as a kid. Wow. So it hasn't been until my adult years that I've been more anxious. Mm. Well, along those lines. Okay. So this season of the podcast, we're focusing on raising emotionally strong and worry-free kids. So what would you all say is a favorite memory or story from growing up that has helped shape you into who you are? I mean, this is a tough, this is a tough question. I don't know why this comes to mind first because it seems so random. Hmm. But this really is, is uh, it's like a moment that sort of like shaped a lot of the, again, like the lens that I see the world through. It was back in the day when I was probably in sixth grade or something like that. And we had this neighbor who lived a couple of houses down who just like, he was a little bit of a rough guy, kind of like, he just cursed like a sailor, you know? And my mom does not like cursing. That's just a thing for her. So it just drove her crazy that that's just the the language he spoke, right? And my dad said at one point, we were talking about how this neighbor guy came out and said something to another neighbor and drop a couple, you know, F-bombs or whatever. And and my dad said, he was like, well, that's that's just the way he talks. He's not, he's not coming out being mean in this moment. It sounds that way because that's the way he talks. But like, and and again, that that seems like such a sort of innocuous moment. But for me, that was a huge moment. It was like, oh, you... The way people communicate is is relative. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what you were referring to with us. Like we had this moment years ago after a church service where we came home and Amy is like, I just want to, don't you want to just listen to some worship music and read the Bible? And I'm like, I want to go work right mm. now. And that was a that was a big moment for me. But for you. I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, Amy's like, who are you? Like, how, we're on totally different pages. Anyway, that's how that's how I feel close with God. So all that to say, like, there is a relativeness mm. to the way people express themselves, the way that they hear tone and all that kind of, just that general idea of like, oh, you have to take into context someone's background, who they are, what all that kind of stuff. You can't just have this fixed point of view that then you judge everyone from, you know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was a big moment. Mm. And that's so who you are right now. You know? Yeah. Like I think that really had a, a people, big impact. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um when I was thinking about this question, I I moved a lot as a kid. I moved in first grade, and I from Arizona to Ohio, my dad was a pastor. And then I even moved schools like in second grade through six. And then like sixth grade, I went back to public school from, from seventh through twelfth. But in ninth grade, I moved to Indiana. And so freshman year, middle of my freshman year, I moved. And I think- In the middle of her freshman so year. Wow. Hard. So hard. Wow. Yes. So hard. Wow. I mean, my first day of school, I ate lunch in the bathroom. You know, oh, it's like that. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. So, but, and the, the first, like, I have so many memories. Like, I can remember that first grade. First day of that first grade move in Ohio, just like being so scared, like, and then ninth grade being so scared. And so it was very, very hard. But now I feel like I'm looking for the new people. I'm mm. wanting to make sure that they feel welcome. I feel like that, something that was hard, really has helped me be who I am today. And I'm thankful for it, even though mm. it was traumatic. And I've had to work through some of that trauma too, going, you know, like it was traumatic for that first grader. Sorry. And, um, so I think I'm really thankful for that. And I'm also thankful that my parents are so great about, I was such a question asker and they did such a good job of letting me ask questions and question my faith, even as a kid. And they, they weren't scared of it. They weren't holding it tight like they were scared. Mm. I just felt like they just welcomed those questions. And, you know, my next door neighbor was Jewish and they let me go to, synagogue with them and they were just so great about letting me be 
who I am. Like, and I am a question asker. And I think that made me feel really safe in my faith and to this day. So both of those things, I think, really shaped me. I don't think I've even ever thought about it this way till you said that. But really, when you said it, my first thought was, what a picture of their trusting God. Right. That mm-hmm. they knew that you could ask the questions. Right. Because as was, a parent, that's yes, scary. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Building on that, what would you all say are some things you think help your daughters become emotionally strong or worry-free? Well, guys, this is where we are really in the thick of it. <laughs> we're like just praying that we're instilling something. Mm, yeah. Oh, you are. I mean, just Absolutely. to sit with y'all. I mean, we already know this because we know and love you guys, but to sit with you 15 minutes into this conversation, you're instilling mm-hmm. so much. No question. Just mm-hmm. who you both are. Yeah. Well, thank you for well, saying that. <laughs> your lips to God's ears, let's hope. I mean, we're we're in that phase where... You know, we are just hoping that we are planting seeds of what we're saying Mm. to our daughters. But so often, you know, our daughters will... The the great thing is our daughters will tell us everything. I mean, one of them is is an open book. The other one is is the book's not quite open as fully, but, you know, we still get in there and she tells us stuff, which is great because that's not always the case. But when we try to help mitigate some of the trauma that's happening with other kids at school, or just how they're, they're just so hyper, hyper aware of themselves in social settings and how everyone else feels about them or how they feel like they feel, just all mm-hmm. that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. they are, they're so in the, in the thick of that, that it seems like any, anything that we say about how, hey, you are perfect. There is nothing, you are you and we love you. I love the way that, I love your hair. Mm. I love the way you say that or whatever, you know. We love and God made you exactly that way. Mm. It's just, and you know, all the things that we are on the other side of now that we can just see with such clarity that like, hey, you're not even going to, you're probably not even going to know most of these kids in a couple of years. Like you'll be at a different school or they'll be at a, it's just, you have so much life ahead of you. You just can't see that when you're seven and 10 years old. I mean, I couldn't when I was 18 years old. So, so right now it's you, you, and for parents listening who are in this situation, who, you know, are thinking like they're the worst parents in the world and every other parent, at every other house on their block are saying these things to their kids and their kids are stopping and really letting it sink in and being like, yeah, I guess you're right. That changes everything. God loves me. That, that's not happening, you know? So we just are. And we, and I think but we're praying every night and saying those words and hope, hoping they sink in, mm. even if, you know, just, just the like practical, you know, right. Going to church, like mm. those routine things that we're just, trusting that those are going to sink in one day. Yeah. Um, you just don't, you don't see the fruits of it on a day-to-day basis, like, like what happens on, you know, in the movies or something like right, that. Right. And so when I was thinking about this, I, I thought, you know, really the truth of kind of what you're saying is God made everyone different. Just like we were talking about the two of us and, and we really talk about ever since they're little, like how boring would it be if we, all of our skin color was the mm. same or our hair was the same? Because we have one daughter who has really curly hair and she doesn't like it. Mm. And so like, it'd be so boring if it all looked like mine or like, that's boring and mm. that makes us different. So really, especially for girls to be like, our differences make us beautiful yes. instead of wanting to all be the same. I'm. Mm. I'm hoping the more we say that, mm-hmm. that it sinks in. I mean, again, it's not like she is like, yeah, my hair is awesome in this moment. But I'm hoping yeah. as time goes on, those things stick. I, and that's just, we don't we don't know. Yeah. I certainly think they do. But you just don't see it yet. Right. Yeah. Right. But I certainly think they do. Yeah. Let us come back on in 20 years. And we'll <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. right. We'd like Check to back in with yeah. us. Yeah. But I mean, the the fact that they, again, that they give us all this stuff, mm. the fact that it's coming out 
Mm. That they're talking about is good. Yes, mm. and I think really. I'm saying this. These, these are words that the two of you right. have said mm. to us mm. that we hold have on been to. Encouraging. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's what we hold on it to. It is really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, because so many of us didn't feel free to share those right. things with our parents. Right. Yeah. So, yes. You know, David, typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. Filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. That's why HIO was created, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, HIA is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. And actually, David, that came in super handy for us last week. We were up at the lake and Henry brought us his Haya vitamin bottle because it was empty. He was so worried about not having his vitamins. Well, that's not something you hear kids doing much. What did you do? It was a good thing I was heading home for a few days. I was able to pick up our shipment. Crisis averted. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com RBG. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash R-B-G and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Sissy, we just spoke in town last night and reminded the parents in the room about putting on their oxygen mask first. That great reminder that flight attendants give parents when they board flights. With summer rolling around and kids home more hours of the week than ever, that reminder feels so important. A hilarious dad who works from home told me last night at the book table that when school ends, sometimes his sanity does as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know who could help that dad out? Our friends at Wendy. Wendy is here to help parents relieve the stress in finding high-quality sitters when they need them. I am talking daily with parents who are worried about summer childcare logistics. Wendy offers a nanny service where they match college students with families for the summer. We all love summer, and your kids especially love summer, but we lose the consistent schedule of kids in school. This creates all kinds of problems. Thankfully, there is a solution to this problem. Wendy, that's W-Y-N-D-Y, is an app that connects families to college student nannies literally in minutes. These college student nannies are background checked, interviewed, and honestly, just awesome. Wendy has been around for seven years. Over 20,000 families have used Wendy to complete more than 140,000 jobs. There are hundreds of qualified college student nannies on Wendy ready to work near you. Families have greater child care needs in the summer, and college students are looking for jobs. Wendy is here to match families to these college nannies. Everybody wins. This could be part-time or full-time. Wendy has a match for your needs. All you have to do is go to wendy.com rbg to start a search for a nanny, and as a special offer, they are going to knock $50 off your search if you go through that link. Wendy provides top-notch service, but at a fraction of the cost of a traditional nanny agency and no ongoing fees. Here's how it works. Go to wendy.com slash rbg to start your search. A Wendy concierge will find great matches for your job and set up interviews for you. You choose the one you like. Get started now because there are a lot of parents out there looking for nannies for the summer. Go to wyndy.com slash rbg. So, okay, if we were going to go back a little ways and looking back on the early years of your parenting, what are some things you worried about back then that you wish you hadn't that feels like, well, that was a waste of time and energy? Yeah. So many things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the first thing that that I think of is like when they were like baby, baby, babies, you know, and you just worry about, you just worry about everything. And you worry about like the next breath. Right. Is it coming? (laughs) You know? 
Um, but there's no, uh, there's nothing you can do about that. That's just going to happen. Right. But I worried about whatever situation, like we have the situation that we're in right now, whatever the like top billing issue of the day is, I just, you, what I would do is just fixate on it and think this is our life. And mm. I picture whatever the issue is at the time, I picture 23 year old daughter with this issue. Mm. And like, how is she gonna, her life's gonna be so hard. Mm. How's she gonna make it? How's mm. she gonna be, you know, walk through this world, how people are gonna treat her. And then whatever, three, two months later, four months later, I'll see a, a, a picture pop up on my memories on my phone and I'll be like, oh my gosh, she doesn't even do that thing anymore. Like, mm. when did that even stop? Mm. You know, but I would just be so fixated on we it. We would obsess about when I was pregnant with Liv, Luca would, she had these like scabs on her face that in the middle of the night, like she couldn't help but pick them. Mm. And it, we obsessed about it. Because, that sounds like, like such a little but it's thing. Like, but I'm she like, would wake up like she had blood, been in a car accident. You know? oh, I mean, wow. that's her heart. And we would clip her little nails, and I'm like, she, she can't hated, help and it, it because she's them and, she's yeah. doing it in in this in her sleep, and so I'm like, it's gonna scar, she, and she's mm. just gonna have like all these scars on her face, and I was so worried. <laughs> it was a thing. It was, it was a, thing. a thing for a while. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, <laughs> of course she's not gonna pick her face for 15 right. years, and like things like that. I mean, mm. like not reading as fast, or mm. are they not gonna be able to? Like, Things like that that you just like, oh my gosh, she's never going to read, or is she going to struggle academically her whole life? And she's still doing her letters backwards. Letters backwards, like, and, and yeah. one of them had like a little nervous tick, and I, I obsess about that. Like, what is that? And all of these things that are normal to worry about, yes. but they've all kind of grown out of those things. Mm -hmm. So I right. think we try, mm -hmm. even in this moment right now, that's hard. We're like please, Lord, let us look back on this too and say, mm. it will pass. Yes. And, um, but whatever moment you're in you're like, this feels it. like the exception to whatever yes, rule you're, right. you have. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. this is bigger. This is this is different. Yes. This is going to last forever. Yes. Um, I will say, like those early with Luca, our first, um, the breastfeeding, if anyone's listening, like I just didn't, no one told me how hard. Like mm. I... Mm. I have memories for six months just crying, like mm. like it hurt so bad and I had to do it every two hours. And I remember John being like, no one told me that my wife was going to hurt wow. so bad, like mm. for so long. And it was, yeah. it, that was something where I was like, no one told me this and mm. this is so hard. And, yeah. and I remember my best friend was getting ready to have a baby. And so I was like, girl, it's so hard. It's going to get better. I was like really trying to pump her up. No one told me this. And then it wasn't hard for her, mm. you know? So it's not necessarily it's hard for everyone. But for me, it was just, and I know a lot of women, like it's not just me, but that was really hard. Mm. And then mm. you're so glad and then you're like that. trying to keep a human alive. It's just all right. of it at once. You're like, <laughs> yes. this, I said, what I didn't know is how hard it was going to be, <clears throat> all of it. Because mm -hmm. everyone's like, it's yeah. so hard, but it's so good. And I'm like, we need to focus on how hard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's That's talk right. Let's sit there Look, a little listener, longer. Yeah. If you're on the fence, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like people do. They brush over that. It's yes. hard, but so good. Right. Mm -hmm. But let's, it's hard. Yes. And I am it's someone, okay to focus on it's hard. I mm -hmm. was not dismissed that. always wanted to be a mom. And I love kids from when I was little. And I babysat. And like, I love them. And I wanted to be a teacher because I love kids. And and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. And I thought it was yes. going to be easy. You know, I, I knew there would be hard times, but it, it's just... We just didn't know if it would be this hard. Right. And it is yeah. true. It's the greatest love and joy of my our lives. Like, yeah. But it is really hard to be a good parent. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's hard. And so I think that's what I'd want to... It's all hard, mm. but it's all... Because people feel bad in that moment cause, because you want to say, but it's good. And it mm -hmm. is. It's true, but it's just. And I mean, the truth is, it, you can't describe how good it is. Right. Mm. It, it is 
divinely good. Mm. And it can be divinely good in a it's unlike anything else in in the way that it can be divinely amazing in the next moment, you know? Mm. But it's still that the truth of it being like divinely good does not need to only serve the purpose of dismissing how hard it is. Yes. It's both. It is both. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that Sorry, we're such a downer. <laughs> no. No, I so love your honesty. Grateful. And that may even be your answer to a question I wanted to ask you of just what is one mm-hmm. statement you wish someone had said to you at the beginning of mm-hmm. the parenting journey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that it's yeah yeah I mean the only only other thing I, I think of is is I think it would be it would have been helpful for someone to say and this is in such a more uh, practical sense whatever you think your day is going to look like when you have kids or you know whatever you think that's going to look like just don't, you don't have to throw it out completely, but just put it, <laughs> hold it as loosely mm. as you can. Mm. And and that goes for like those who are listening who haven't had kids yet and are expecting or something like that. Or if you have kids and you have a plan for how your afternoon's going to be like when you pick them up from school or how bedtime's going to go. I mean, don't have any plans. Expectations, yeah. Don't have any expectations. I mean, I mean, that... That for me is something I can, I can meditate on every day, and it's helpful. You know, I mean, just last and night. We're, and we're bedtime. not super planner people, and we're not. And that's it's still hard. But yeah. I'm literally talking about like, I'm going to take a shower before I go to bed. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Or I'm going to go to bed tonight. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and someone said I heard on a some a podcast or someone talk about that these little humans are are completely different than you, mm. and to really, and I think I said this when we were t- talking, like like you're getting to know a a, a diff like a human, like not mm. someone who's like you or like John or like mm-hmm. your mom or like your. It's just you know to have those lens of like you're getting to know a stranger mm. and to. Like how you would treat a stranger, like getting to know them and not, mm-hmm. not assume I know this or that about them. Mm-hmm. We're all just, they're so different mm. in a beautiful way. I mean, there are some things that I see of John and of me, but then they're just they're their own little selves, mm. which is yeah. great. It's just like let yourself learn them. Well, and I think the 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 ways in which they are similar is uh, some of that is um, amazing, and it's really it's great to see. It's so I mean I don't even know what the word is because it, when you see your child and they're doing the thing that you did or you do or you did when you were that age, there's something again divine about that. But it can sort of come with the with with a little snare attached to it because Mm. then you, again, then you have expectations of like, well, okay, so they're like me. So I know how this is going to go. And then when it doesn't go that way, then you just, it just makes it all the more difficult because you've put these expectations on how, what the future is going to be of this person who is not you, but they're almost you, you know, it's, it's, it's just weird. So looking through it, through the lens of like, this is another, this is a creation. It's not like a recreation. Right. They said that yeah. production. Not reproduction. Yeah, it's not, just production. Yeah. Not yeah. reproduction. It's yeah. production. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Y'all have already answered this question a million times over okay. in terms of really great truth. But we talk, I mean, as therapists, you know, obviously we're talking in the land of emotions mm. a lot. And, um, and I think we walk this balance and wanting always to help kids learn that we feel all of these things, but we always want to have truths that we're arming mm-hmm. ourselves with. And just curious, what would you all say, each of you, that is a truth that's helped you worry less, be more of who you want to be as a parent? That God loves them more than I love them. I know mm-hmm. that sounds so trite or corny or whatever, but mm-hmm. truly— knowing that he just how he has me in my story 
that's he's working through them. This is their story that he, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just have to remember that again that he and then again that's why our faith is so important is trusting that he has them because it's really to have all that pressure on me and John. I think makes me want to have a panic attack, you know? (laughs) So it's like, it makes me like, okay, like if I truly believe this and trust that he has them, even though it's a daily remembering of that and surrendering Mm -hmm. them to him. But it's, um, I mean, I was talking to Jesus when I, since I've been seven, you know, like Mm. thinking that, like how I've always been talking to him. I just, I'm trusting that he's talking to them. You know, because he was yes. that for me, and yes. even as a kid, and I, and that's something that I'm hoping is is the same. Even mm-hmm. I hope it looks different because I think he speaks to all of us different. But trusting that process, mm-hmm. I think that something that has has been sort of a a truth that I have held on to lately, especially in this field. This may not be useful to some listeners, so throw it out if it's not, but. I feel like so much of the discomfort in life, really, but parenting too, is the resisting of how things are going. Again, gets back to expectations and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, when something is difficult, letting it just be difficult. Like Mm -hmm. in the moment, feeling like with what we're going through right now, let, letting myself just feel sad about it. Think about it and just, it's just sad right now, you know. I mean, not to paint the picture that it's overly sad right now. I'm just saying in those moments of difficulty, letting myself fully feel that and in the moments of where I'm jumping on the trampoline and it's a beautiful day outside and I'm with the girls, be fully in that moment too. I think it helps, it helps sort of keep at bay an unnecessary element that can jump in there where you just start to spin and you start to resist what is actually happening, which is just like, it's hard enough to deal with what's happening. Mm. Don't bring in another whole thing in there, you Mm. know? So. Hmm. Okay, we like to end with something fun Mm -hmm. and food related. I love fun and food. (laughs) Okay. Queso or guac, and what's your favorite taco? Oh my gosh, I love it all. All right, I have my answer. I know, I know what you have. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? I, so I'm guac. Yep. I don't. Are you queso? I'm queso. You're queso. So it's a perfect pair. That is so a great you order. You get both. You get both. That's right. That's yeah. Here's the trick with Amy though: is that she's so disciplined. That oh, I don't feel like she is. She's so disciplined that like you can spend your whole life with her, and then one day she'll be like, "No, no, no, I love." This I'm like you never eat that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. You know, yeah. Like we hardly ever get queso, but we get guac a lot. Right, it's healthier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really. But and I mean, my taco is a is a number five at Ladybird. Oh mm. wait, which remind me, what's the number? It's five? Um, egg, black bean, mm. avocado, mm. and then those little like potato things. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our whole family loves the number five. Like the girls love it. We we'll go and get just a bag of number fives. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I do love. So I feel like Ladybird. We go all the time. Our girls go <laughs> just you know school right there. So we're there yeah. at Ladybird yes, right. all the time. Um, and then one that we never get, but I love is the brisket taco at um, Edley's. Mm. Have you guys had that? No. Guys, it is so good. I bet it's so good. It's I, have so good. I, don't, I don't know. I love it. Thank you for when that recommendation. What was the, the year that you had I mean, this last? <laughs> it's been months, but when I have it, it you melts. You relish it. Mm. And their nachos are so Yes, their good. nachos are so good. Oh, yes. Guys. Agreed. I love that such question. such great food in this town. Oh, my. Dude. And tacos. And tacos. Yeah. Have you guys been to um, Redheaded Stranger? Yes. Once. And I've only been once. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't think you've been, right? I don't think I have. And And Poncho and Lefties. No, I haven't been. And that's there's a new one, right? Mm -hmm. On eighth. It's really good. What can what's you get in? Yes, that's what someone said. Nice. What are your favorites? 
I'm, I, I always love a chicken taco. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of in a hard shell beef mm. stage. Oh, you know, like throwback. Okay. Where can to, you get a good one of those? Poncho and Lefties okay. has one. I think there are a lot of places now. Okay. Super Rica has a great one. Oh, I love mm-hmm. Super Rica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? I love Lady, Lady Bird, too. Okay. That's where I will most likely see this guy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, if not yeah. in the podcast studio. Yeah, yeah. And a number three or a number eight. Okay. What are those? So three's a breakfast okay. with eggs, bacon, and those magical hash brown yeah. potatoes. Yes. And eight is a brisket, but I put some scrambled eggs on it. What? Mm. That's a great oh, idea. Egg, egg can go in anything. It can. It can, and it yep. should. Are so. you que- queso or guac, you guys? Guac. Guac. Maybe queso. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. So we'd have a great meal together. Yeah, we would. We'd have a great meal together. Well, I would say it was worth every bit of waiting a year and a half. <laughs> Y'all, yes, it I mean, I, just exactly what I would have thought. Just mm. how thoughtful. Um, the two of you are mm. and intentional and grace filled and yeah, just so we, thankful. You guys are so encouraging. Yeah, and we're very grateful for you guys. Mm. I feel like parents in this stage need to be encouraged, and you guys mm. do such a good job at that. Mm. Really, thank you, for that. thank you. So thank you. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to click the follow button in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. To learn more about our parenting resources or to see if we're coming to a city near you, visit our website at raisingboysandgirls.com. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.